This is the great noob hammer here with the space alien Odorous from Guar. Yeah, hello, greetings there, humans. Um, how's everybody doing up there on the surface world? Well, we are doing a lot better. We're waiting for your splendid return here to the good old city of Raleigh, because last time you are here, you slaughtered all these great people here, and we're ready to see some more slaughtering and mayhem. Yes, Raleigh. Uh, I'm to Tamale, and to not play there would be sheer folly, because I had sex with a biker chick named Molly. I see. Was that outside of the venue after you killed Obama? No, in the toilet. I uh. shrank down to the size of a tadpole and was swimming around in her fecal matter and then literally jumped right up her butthole. I see. So do we have a big, nice, big plan for your new bloody pit of horror tour coming up soon? Well, of course. Every time that we come to North Carolina, the home of Jesse Helms and many other notorious bags, we feel it's our civic responsibility to slaughter as many uh, public figures as possible because we know the good people of North Carolina are sick of these idiots that are leading you into this kind of... Basically, let's put it this way. North Carolina gives out more traffic tickets than any other place in the entire world, and quite frankly, we're getting sick of it. And no, trust me, I feel your pain. I've gotten many tickets from our cops here as well, too, so I hopefully, hopefully you'll end it all there. They actually ticket on our bat-shaped helicopter, and then they tried to impound it. You can't put the boot on a 30-ton armored vehicle. That's just, that's just silly. Yes, very silly. I'm very silly. Anyway, well, what's going on out there? Who are you, anyway? This is the noob hammer. I defend metal here, and you, Guar, are the true champions of metal, and I wish to serve in your army. I wish to learn more about you so I can be a good vassal for you. Hmm, well, do you have uh, all of your arms and legs? I do have all my arms and legs. That's a plus. Um, how smart are you? Well, I have killed many dragons in my day. Hmm. A dragon slayer, eh? Yes. Are you that guy from that movie with, like, the kind of weird blonde fro? And, like, <laughs> he had this chick down in the village, and, like, the dragon would come up every few years, and they'd give her a chick, and, uh, you know, she'd eat, the dragon would eat him, and then I think Alec Guinness was in it, or maybe that was Obi-Wan Kenobi, but they had to blow up the Death Star. And I think that's when crack was invented. That's exactly when crack was invented, by the CIA, to try and get rid of everybody else besides us. Well, that, that's another complete lie. Uh, crack cocaine was invented by Sleazy P. Martini. That's uh, one of the reasons we've had such a wonderful career. He's, quite, he's making a lot of money. I uh, see. So, to, pretty much the CIA covered up everything to cover you up, because you guys are just obviously too powerful for the world to know about. Oh, yes. The CIA is just a cover-up in itself. Though all the people that work there think they really have jobs, actually they don't. It's like some kind of 3D holographic device, and uh, the real strings are pulled by Guar. How long did it take you guys to set up this CIA front after crash landing in the Antarctic? Oh, I think uh, I think Sleazy had the apparatus in place before Guar was even reborn. I think you know a, a true visionary that he is. He almost foresaw all the money he was going to make. Uh, Guar got on the scene because, you know, if you can invent crack cocaine and then you can have Guar as your personal goon squad, I guarantee you, you are going to be rolled. So now, did you find that your drug and manager here helped you write your new album, Buddy Pit of Horror, or was this all your own inspiration? Well, actually, it was more lack of drugs that inspired me on this record. You see, they, they wouldn't give back until I finished the song, you know, and actually, I I got through this album quicker than I've ever done one before. Now, what is the what is the whole idea of Bloody Pit of Horror? What are you trying to tell us? What message are you trying to convey to the masses here? Well, basically, it's one another one of those uh, 
gigantic war plots to overthrow the world and put so much suffering on the human race and all that, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But this time, after we beat, rape, maim, and enslave you, send you to the early grave in the bloody pit of horror, bloody pit of horror, a necrotic, pulsating flesh wheel will spit you back out, regurgitate you onto the surface of the world as a living zombie. And Guar will take this army of zombies, and we will take our scumship, and we will go back to outer space. And at that point, we'll realize that we have run out of drugs and have to turn around again. Seems to be a very recurring theme with you guys. I know, it's terrible. Everyone's like, odorous, you gotta get away from the crack. Odorous, you have to, you have to stop walking around with your dick hanging out, man. And I'm like, I just can't, it's, it's not me, man. I gotta, I gotta smoke crack, man, with my dick hanging out. That's how I roll, man. Treat yourself, man. I remember back in the, I guess in, it was in the, I guess, late 80s here in North Carolina where you lost your cuttlefish to North, the Charlotte police. Yes, that's a very painful, uh, Painful episode in my history, but it was an illuminating one as well, because I tell you, after the Charlotte police sawed off the cuttlefish of Cthulhu, I was quite delighted. A new one grew back within seconds, and uh, it was bigger than the last one. So now, I actually go ahead and amputate my penis myself, just so I can see what comes. A little worried, because I really don't have any control about what it looks like when it comes back and what it does, so I might end up with like a big cauliflower or some kind of rustic, dwarf-like creature. Um, I really want to stay with a penis, because uh, I like it. And so I think I'm going to just leave it like it is for now. Yeah, it doesn't really feel good to have your dick ripped off. Yes, yeah, I'm assuming that's not something you want to have happen too often. <laughs> not too often. Yes, not too often. I keep forgetting you humans don't regenerate. So it's just like, sometimes I'll have a favorite human, you know, as a pet here at the, here at the uh, Antarctic you know, Fortress. And, you know, they'll be running around, you know, you know, doing things with their mouth in my wet areas. And, uh, you know, the next thing I know, the head is gone. And, uh, you know, I've just murdered Britt Eklund, you know, Rod Stewart's old bitch. So it's just, you know, she doesn't grow back. You know, if, she, if her head grew back like chicks from outer space, you know, it would be cool. But no, these earth chicks, they don't, they don't grow their head back. So tell me about your your um your song Zombies March. Apparently it's it's a uh, take on the Emerson Lake and Palmer song Carn Evil Nine. Well, I actually just kind of lifted that first little part, you know, that come once again. I've always loved ELP and their older stuff, especially the album and uh, I just kind of threw that out there to see if there was anybody out there that would recognize what it was. Um, and so very good. Uh, not a lot of people actually caught up, caught on that. But uh, the Zombies March kind of goes into another. Uh, Three more songs. It's kind of like a little mini epic. It kind of tells the whole story of, you know, Guar's zombie war. And then the rest of the song is, you know, the rest of the album is more just kind of all over the place. Just, you know, general songs with mayhem, torture, and destruction. With a little social satire thrown in on the side. Now, for, for the use of the zombies, did you use us to take back over your planet that you, were, that you were kicked out of? Or what would you use us zombies for? Well, this is what's going on in outer space. You see, uh, you might have noticed if you followed Guar a bevy of superpowered douchebags, I love that word, have come to Earth to try to destroy Guar. And that's because everybody knows that Guar is the most potent fighting force in the universe. So rather than have us fight against them, these creatures have been trying to destroy us. And one after another, we have beaten the shit out of them and sent them back into the void. Now, ever since the Master and Cardinal Sin went down, the universe is wide open. I mean, there's basically no law out there at all. It, there's still rogue elements, of course, of the city. 
Christianites and uh, some of the masters' twisted creatures and renegades scum dogs. It's totally like uh, spaces like, uh, you know, the Road Warrior now or something, except with no roots. It's just chaos. And what I would do with the zombies, basically they would be my, my fighting force. And yes, invading my old planet of scum dogia, the traditional home planet of the scum dogs of the universe, that would be my first priority. Now, have you ever ran into the Doctor in your travels throughout the universe? You mean the Doctor Doctor? Yes, the Doctor Who Doctor. Yes, sir. Oh, the Doctor has uh, crossed our path many times, and he has always managed to escape my clutches. I mean, the TARDIS actually showed up on stage one time, and, you know, I had the uh, two-handed battle axe getting ready to just lop his head off, and then he made some kind of abusingly disarming witnesses And the next thing I knew, he just buggered off. <sighs> that, that wily little Brit. Yeah, I know. It's just like when you think you're going to get the guy, he beguiles you with his skills of erudition. You'll get him one day. One day. You one day, him. one day. Well, I don't know. It's a pretty good show, you know? I just wish he would, you know, have sex with those chicks that he hangs out with, like, a lot more. And, and like, we get to I mean, two hearts? He would last forever. I think that, that one little... <laughs> <laughs> so, what, what do you bring him back to the stage show this time around? Do we see any of the classic favorites on stage? Well, you know, we're always going to be slaying a bunch of uh, celebrities, jerks, and political, uh, you know, victims that just are begging to be killed. And, you know, I think you, if you think about it a little bit, uh, names will come to mind of people who deserve war's blood and vengeance. And uh, you'll be very happy to see them die. But I'm not going to spoil the surprise for you, especially when you go on YouTube and see the show that we've already done like a thousand times in the United States this year. But it is a completely new show from the last time we were there. And basically, besides the uh, bevy of personalities that will be slaughtered, uh, we will have the bloody pit of horror, which will actually be in the slam pit, and people will jump into it, and they will be chewed up, kind of big desert monster thing from the third uh, Star Wars movie, not including the idiotic prequel about Return of the Jedi, they just found out that they were supposed to be Wookiees, those freaking Ewoks, and that's very, very disturbing because I think Wookiees are cute. But anyway, um, Bloody Pit of Horror, Zombify the Audience, lots of blood and mayhem, uh, and of course, uh, the true star of the show, the miraculous, mutated, metallic mayhem that it is. I mean, we've been jamming on this mental stuff now for about 26 years straight. And darn it, we haven't gotten pretty good at it. So do you have any other big plans to do any of the big festivals or slaughter many more than just these small venues here in America, like Vakken or anything? Well, yes. This year we're actually very pleased to announce that we're going to be playing the Download Festival in uh, England for the very first time. That's one of the, I think it's one of the biggest. It's at least as big as Vakken. It might even be bigger. So a, a gig there. Yes, Squire's been playing all kinds of awesome festivals over in Europe. And we've even done it here in the States. Uh, we were at Bonnaroo and South by Southwest last year. And, you know, it's really been an amazing experience. I think a lot of people are like, oh, no, Guar, they're coming. And, uh, and then, you know, we rock their socks off, and they're having a great time. And they can't believe they've had so much fun. No, no, there's an axe to your head. I swear, you guys are some of the greatest live shows you will ever see because you are true keepers of the shock rock. And one of the only bands that still do that, like Alice Cooper used to do back in the 70s, is now pass on to Guar. Yes, you know, and I, I say hats off to Alice Cooper as well. I think uh, it would be a dream come true, because I, 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 I play with Alice. I've actually had the honor of meeting him a few times, and I know a lot of people are going, what's uh, gotten into Odorous? He's talking about 
a human being and saying he, he's honored to meet him, and I'll say, well, that, that's because Alice Cooper really isn't a human being. Oh? Oh, there's many aliens. I mean, do you honestly think Michael Jackson was born on this planet? Well, no, that, that would explain the love for boys. Yes, yes. The boy loving is uh, something of a tradition in outer space, I suppose. Kind of like the Romans, you know? We look up to their culture so much. You know, lots of things about the Roman culture, what we, the Americans based their governments on, but they didn't embrace the buggering of young boys. Anyway, I know that half of Congress is hip deep in choir boy ass right now. So, you know, I think the Romans were just more honest. I see. So, so the Romans were not aliens then? Oh, I'm sure some of them were. But right now, I can tell you for sure. Alice Cooper, Michael Jackson, who's not really dead. If you saw us last year, you know he's still hanging around. And I believe, uh, what is that? Uh, we don't want to say it because it's so horrible. We're really, really ashamed to admit this. Uh, we don't want to, like, uh, tarnish the name of the scum dogs because this guy's such a, a douchebag. But I have, to, I have to say to everyone, Kanye West is a scum dog. I see. So, so the motherfucking lyrical genius is an, is is a scumdog alien indeed. Scumdog blood in him, but you know, for some reason, I think he thought he was the boss of everything, and he's here on Earth because you know, in outer space, he's just a you know regular old scumdog boss. And Earth, he's a little bit more, uh, you know, he's got a little bit more oomph, and I believe uh, he he hangs out with P Diddy, and uh, I, I don't think P Diddy is from outer space. I think he's from Cleveland, right? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> So do you ever contact any of the other aliens besides Kanye and Alice Cooper and just have wild, massive orgies with Chinese hookers and... Oh, well, that's all that's ever happening down here at the Guar Fortress. I mean, it's just, we have, you know, stadium-sized rooms just filled with, you know, writhing pubic parts of thousands of creatures, you know, and not just females from Earth. I'm talking about, well, I don't know if they're really, well, there's some Chinese. There's a lot of Asian ones anyway. I don't know what it is with you weirdo white dudes always wanting to have sex with Asian chicks. You should be having sex with black women. Really? And why is that? I don't know. They're great ways. So tell me. Tell me about the bands you're bringing on tour with you this coming f spring. Huh, what are we doing? Well, for, there's Ben's Rea, which is, uh, I don't know what that band, uh, what the title of it means. Men's Rea. It sounds more like men's area to me or some kind of men's venereal disease. But I will tell you, they are a very rocking band. Uh, then we will also have Mobile Death Camp, and uh, that's just a band. I was disappointed when I found out it was only a band. I really thought they were going to have a Mobile Death Camp with them, and that excited me. Um, I don't really know who else is playing, uh, except for Guar, and that's my band. <laughs> yes, so will you be... I hear, though, that the lead singer of Men's Rea, though, has some hidden connection with Guar. Can you confirm or deny this? Well, no, no, it's true. Uh, Flattis' personal butt boy, a uh, very talented uh, human by the name of Corey Smoot, uh, yes, it will, is in that band, Men's Rea. And uh, as a matter of fact, uh, that's the only star, that's the only shaft of light in the poor wretch's life. It's a terrible, horrible job being Flattis' butt boy. So tell me, what, what is Guar and the other, I guess, scumdogs listening to nowadays? Hmm, just, uh, lots of bands that sound really loud and explode. Um, I'm listening a lot to screaming. Um, I'm listening to the sound of great blobs of molten man-seed exploding from my schwule schwanza and literally blowing holes in the heads of these women. Uh, that's an interesting sound. Uh, as far as bands, I, I really couldn't tell you. I mean, we play with them all the time. 
We listen to them on uh, Pandora Internet Radio, but uh, we're completely clueless, clueless as to what any of the uh, the names of these bands or the types of or the songs, what they're about or anything. We're far too obsessed with ourselves. As you should be, because you definitely are the original band. Yes, and we're sexy, sexy as hell. But yes, I recently went to Game Informer online. I saw that you, you definitely invaded Game Informer as well. You went in there and they, we beefcake. played that stupid game and, uh, you know, I lost to Beefcake, but then I had sex with a bantha, but it wasn't a bantha, it was a wampum or something stupid. Uh, we didn't get any free games out of it, but they did take us to the room. Those guys have every, these guys are such incredible geeks. They have every single video game ever in this vault that they have. Basically, every game platform and every video game you could ever imagine all in there. They all still work. All the things still are, are functional. And, uh, you know, that's a real treasure. I'll tell you, these geek people, they're geeks, and they, they have a lot of hatred in them because they're abused throughout high school. And then they go on to invent video games and get lots and lots of money and laugh when the same guy that tortured them throughout high school is at their house having to uh, uh, install their septic tank. Uh, this is uh, just justice, I suppose. Yes, but notice one thing. There was actually a Beavs and Butthead game with Guar on it. Yes, there was, and it was an awesome game. And uh, we didn't get shit out of it, but I did get a free copy. And uh, I never even played it. It's still sitting there on my uh, moldy bookshelf. Now, how did you get approached to be in a video game, or your likeness at least? Well, I believe uh, Mike Judge and his posse got in touch with us through MTV. You know. Uh, or something like that. We actually did get to go to MTV headquarters. You know, we've been there many times, but that was the first. And sit with Michael on his couch and have sex with him in his office, on his desk. And uh, I, I thought we were a shoe-in for the Beavis and Butthead movie, but uh, we basically, you know, sabotaged ourselves by insisting that my dick was hanging out. As is want to happen. Well, yes, I mean, I can't, I, I gotta be me, I've gotta be me. So yes, tell me, who, who produced your latest album? Well, it's self-produced now, isn't it? I believe Corey Smoot had a lot to do with it. Uh, we do our own thing now. You know, we've done enough albums that we're pretty pretty good at it by now. And uh, we can crank them out uh, without having to hire some idiotic cokehead uh, producer, professor, uh, scratcher of balls to lock us out of our own control room and spend all the budget on coke. No, we can do that ourselves and get a lot more coke. Now, if I can recall correctly, one of your albums was done by Devin Townsend, and he, being a crazy man that he was back in those days, that must have been one hell of an album to be made right there. Well, that was great. Uh, working with Devin was, uh, was amazing. He was one of the few producers that actually survived the experience. And uh, it's funny you should mention old Heavy Devi because uh, we're actually working on a little side project with him right now. I can't really tell you very much about it, except it's going to be devastating. That just sounds because you know he's doing his new deconstruction album with DTP. So if you guys would be as heavy with him, Odorous is doing a guest vocal on that record. Dear sweet Jesus, the world will have to explode. Yes, uh, Dave Brocky, Odorous's personal butt boy, is going over to the Corey Smoot Karma Studio today to listen. 
to the track and lay down some vocals. And if I like them, I will go ahead and do them myself. But I won't like them. I don't like anything. What do you like? You also like something besides well, I crack. I like crack, and I like sex, and I like taking a big dump, and I like Gorgor, my pet dinosaur. But anyway, let's, let's move this thing right along. I've got work to do. You're right. I am sorry. Now, You're tell me. battling on at the mouth, droning on and on, foaming the spittle, cascading down your doublet, sir. You're right. What is the next big plan for Guar after your big tours here in the spring? Going back to Europe to destroy what's left of it after World War One, World War Two, and several Guar tours. Um, we are playing the Download Festival. We're very excited about that. Uh, before then, though, we're just going to be down here in Antarctica, you know, wrestling penguins. Uh, after Europe, I'm not really sure. Then after we go to Europe, we come back from Europe, and then we go back to Europe. So that's about all I know right now. That, that keeps us going for at least the next eight months. You know, and I've always said if you could see a year into the future and know that you were going to be high that whole time, then, then you're doing well. That is sound advice. Now, who did most of the work on the new Gore album? Who did, did you do all the vocals yourself and Beefcake do the bass and everybody else have their, write their own parts, or who wrote what parts? Well, I don't know. I don't keep track of that kind of stuff. We get together... We rock it out. We all yell at each other in the practice room. We play it over and over again until it sounds right. And then we all take credit for each other's work. I mean, if I was just going to tell things like that, if I was, I'd just make things up and say, I did everything. But I can't do that. But, uh, you know, I will say that Flattis is very talented. He does the, he's very, very, he doesn't say a lot. His guitar speaks volumes. And, uh, you know, we pretty much put ourselves in his hands when we we're in the studio. Baltac is also quite the, the technical whiz kid, and uh, I do call him kid, because uh, at 38 million years old, he's the young one of the bunch. Um, so, you know, uh, but uh, as usual, despite the fact that they're doing all the work, I take all the credit, and yes, I write pretty much all of my vocals myself, though I do let uh, the ever-girthy uh, and violent Beefcake the Mighty, he usually sings a song or two and helps me with the backups, and uh, he'll even uh, give me parts of his twisted poetry from time to time, which I will work into my lyrics. Yes. Now, did you do a video for your bloody pit of horrors yet? Yes, we did. We filmed a video with Fangoria here. Uh, we did that at, let's see, where was it? Oh, yeah, I believe in that shithole called Richmond, Virginia at the National Theater. We were doing the video, and uh, the video uh, was so uh, necrologically, nocturnally nauseous that it summoned the dead from the graves. And here we were going to hire actors to dress up like zombies, <laughs> but why would you do that when you're Gua? We merely, merely summon them from their graves. Now, do you feel that zombies are the ideal weapon against everything? Well, they don't, uh, they don't complain. They follow orders well, even though they're a bit slow. Um, when preserved properly, they can last a good long time. They can take a great deal of damage. Um, if you have stupid zombies, it doesn't really matter because uh, if you destroy their brain, it doesn't kill them. And uh, yes, they're my, they're my favorite. They're much, vampires are far too uh, problematic. Uh, uh, ghouls, ghouls and zombies are my favorite. They're kind of the more low-budget uh, necrotic underlings. You know, if you start getting vampires, then, then you're going to get problems because the vampires are very picky and very temperamental. I see. 
Well, I think that as all I have for you for question wise, is there anything you like to warn all of us here in Raleigh before you come and slaughter many of our citizens? Run for your lives! If you leave now, you might escape with your skins! But if you have what it takes to see why, which I think is about 20 bucks, get your butt over to the show! Thank you, Odorous.